my friends. Hey, hey. I'm Lindsay. I'm Allie. And this is Two Girls, One Podcast, where we talk about weird stuff from the internet. And today's weird stuff I think is particularly weird, and we can use the word weird without it being remotely offensive or judgy. I think that the word weird is usually a compliment. So, I do too. Um, but a lot of yeah. people are like, what? You know? But I mean, today we are talking about the film Creating Rem Lazar. And that film is from the 80s. And it is getting a new life on the internet of today. So we will be talking to the creators and distributors of that little gem. Yes. And it's totally bizarre. I watched it uh, on a plane. And just to be clear, it was not like offered as like (laughs) (laughs) in-flight viewing. But I I downloaded it and I watched it on the plane. And it's like so weird. And like... (laughs) Like delightfully bizarre. And so, yeah, it it has had this renaissance and now has this, I guess, I kind of want to say like cult following because of the Internet discovering the VHS and, you know, zombieing it. Hmm. You mean bringing it back from the dead? Yeah. I I like to call it um, Lazarusing it. Okay. Because, you know, Lazarus was like a pleasant undead. It didn't like eat your brains. Hmm. To be honest, I don't know very much about Lazarus. Don't worry about it. It's, he I'm just comes back it. from the dead. It's He's like a, a Jesus zombie. You know, okay. Jesus is kind of a zombie. Yeah, totally. He did that for Lazarus before yeah. he did it for himself. Mm, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. I believe the word you might be looking for is resurrection. No, zombied. He zombied him. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Please yeah. know your place, Matthew. Yes. Just keep Christ in Christmas is all I ask. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, even though Jesus was definitely born in April and died at Christmas, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and he was definitely white. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, cool, whatever. He's make-believe. He can be whatever color you guys want. Um, so just to get listeners caught up to where we are, it's a short movie about these two kids who share an imaginary friend. This friend comes to life somehow and needs their help to save the world. This movie is for kids. It is a musical. It is totally bonkers and something that could only be born in the 80s. So we're excited. <laughs> just like to, us. Just like <laughs> us. <laughs> I mean, I am describing me and Allie, but also this movie. Mm-hmm. We were all born in 1989, right? All, uh, all three of us? You know, n- yes, definitely. Sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Just like Taylor Swift. Um, (laughs) And this was direct to VHS. Like, this did not come out in movie theaters. This was, like, at your local video store or Blockbuster in in 1989. Is that correct? I don't know, Matt. As we've established, I was a baby, so I don't know how it came out. (laughs) Rude. So we're going to find out more about how this movie came to light the first time and how it resurfaced today for listeners if you have not seen this film and we had not because it's i guess it's sort of like a cult classic but like i pulled a clip out so that we could even have a sense of what the fuck we're talking about so i'm going to play it for listeners now and then we'll at least have this is a uh, uh, one of the most popular songs from the film creating rem lazar the inside of my brain is like a trader joe's parking no! lot <laughs> it's a whole <laughs> world of like haiku tweets it's another in case you missed it mini episode wow matt <laughs> is trolling Allie. wow that was good 
Really? There's so much weird, real things you could have done related to this movie, Matt, but that was a good, <laughs> All right, a good way to troll For those Allie. of you who don't know, that is this podcast's form of a Rickroll. We play the Trader Joe's <laughs> podcast. Now let's hear the actual clip. Okay, here's the actual clip. This is the titular Rem Lazar, or, or it's the two kids, as you said. They both have an imaginary friend, and then they realize that they share an imaginary friend in common. So like, how could that be? Maybe he's actually real. And then they they bring him to life. And that's like the premise of the movie. So here's the, here's the song. My mother says Ram Lazar is imaginary. But how can we have the same imaginary friend? It doesn't make sense. Because he's not just imaginary, Ashley. Right, and together we can make him be. Exactly like our fantasy. What does it take to build a friend? A little bit of trust and advice to lend. I need a friendship, I know that's true. Just like the friendship I have with you. Just like the friendship you have with me. Yes, just like the friendship I have with you. What does it take to build a friend? A little bit of dreams and some glue to mend. I need a friendship, I know that's true. Just like the friendship I have with you. Just like the friendship you have with us. Just like the friendship I have with you. We did it. We created Rem Lazar. Beautiful. You know what? <laughs> Disembodied, it's actually pretty cute. It, it, <laughs> it sounds like it should be a cartoon. It needed to be a cartoon. I that, think people that don't song... realize how bizarre it is with like an adult man in a blue wig and tights. So that you need to go just check out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this visual, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. You know, it. we'll leave it there. Wow. Friends, that clip was amazing. And I can't wait to talk to our guests. But before that, we have to take a tiny little break. Well, friends, it's now time to thank all of our beautiful Patreon supporters. Thank you for donating at the $10 or more level. Wesley Cordell. Jerry Duran. Jessica Fox. Kathy Phillips. Matthew Scott. Melissa Elliott. William. Jessica Kybell. Ken M. Kelsey Murray. We appreciate your help and support because without you, this show couldn't happen. If you would like us to say your name on air in this very odd way, please consider donating at the $10 or more level. Thanks and goodbye. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. What a weird kids show that was. <laughs> I know. Well, thank goodness we're back to this show, which is definitely not for kids. But for adults. We're, <laughs> we're welcoming adults. some adults who did make something for kids one time in the past. <laughs> Friends, we have a lot of excellent and amazing people here to welcome today. First off, we have Rem Lazar himself, Jack Mulcahy, who, when he was in this film, was a struggling actor, but now is very well known. And if you Google his face, you will definitely recognize him. Then we have Joe Pickett, who is the distributor of Rem Lazar as it has reached its new life. And finally, we have... Scott Zacharin, the creator of Rem Lazar, writer, director, and former 23-year-old who thought, hey, I don't know anything about kids. Let me make a kids movie. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. Hey, folks. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I think yes. for our listeners, we need to kick this off with, can you explain or summarize Rem Lazar? Yeah. Who thinks they have the most succinct 
succinct uh, description of this totally insane film? I think that Jack does, except for the fact that he, he tends to uh, tell it a little skewed toward uh, oh. Jack. Oh, t- That's go fine. ahead, Jack. This was an out-of-work actor's dream role. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Amazing. Let, let me let me tell you how I first when I first watched it. Uh, it was in Denver, Colorado, in a in a house in the suburbs at like four o'clock in the morning with a tiny Chihuahua barking at me, and I'm watching this movie. This weirdo invited us to his house to watch this movie. And at first, like maybe like 20 minutes in, I thought it was a Christian video. I thought it was just like, I thought it was religious. I thought they were going to talk about Jesus at any moment. And then I realized, oh no, that it's not Christian at all. Then my second thought was, well, it's got to be Canadian. You know, if it's not, <laughs> if it's not like religious, it's probably Canadian because something's uh, cool. off. But mm-hmm. no, it's this children's show, independent feature called Rem Lazar about a man named Rem Lazar who's brought back to life by two children. And it's a musical. And it takes place in New York, and it's really, really weird, but really, really sweet. You say yeah. brought back to life, but he was also their imaginary friend. Oh yeah, yeah. So he—he's not undead. He's—I uh, think he's. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he came from their imagination, so he never really yeah. died. He's like a genie and a ghost. He's like a ghost genie. That, mm. That's that's one of the nicer things people have called him. <laughs> what are some of the not nice things people have called him? Oh my I, god, that's one of the nice things they've called us all sorts of nice things. Oh, no, they've okay. called oh us. God. They've called us. Look, we date. We're a little dated, you know. It was definitely the imaginary friend. I mean, Barney was an imaginary friend. Dorothy had imaginary friends. But for whatever reason, Rem Lazar having an uh, imaginary friend seems to strike me, strike people as uh, a guy with uh, a blue mullet running around New York City with a couple of uh, nine-year-old kids. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> the, the first comments that I started seeing was on Ebaum's World, and they were almost, <clears throat> to a comment, really negative. Can't sing and he can't act and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, What year was that, those first 20, comments? 2010, I believe. Oh, oh. Way we need to take it back for our listeners. What year was Rem Lazar created and released? Um, so it was made, we shot it and filmed it in 87, 88, edited it more in 88, and, and it was officially released in 89. And how was it released back in the day? So uh, we had... Uh, been very interested in the fact that Blockbuster hadn't had any um, children's video yet. They didn't really have their Disney deal yet. And mm. so there was a need. So we uh, got a distributor who sold uh, a very big order to Blockbuster and uh, it was for rental. So for the big body, uh, when I say a big order, I mean by, you know, Dayton years, it was a, how do I put it? They ordered 30 uh, copies. It was, it was sold about 10,000 at Blockbuster, <laughs> but there was uh, ultimately only 4,000 Blockbuster stores. So they did reorder and then it was wow. sold throughout. So really most of the people who heard it and watched it were watching it back in uh, 19, 18, 19, 1899. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to go there with a horse and buggy and bring their VCRs. <laughs> <laughs> the Civil War had ended and then... <laughs> so... Okay, that happens. It's released. You have this deal with Blockbuster. Even even before that, like Scott, what? Yes. How did you think of this? Like, what what were you? What drugs were you doing? Where you were like, <laughs> honestly, Rem Lazar? Yeah. So I had been a clown. Uh, okay. At parties and a my party partner clown. Mark Millet, uh, 
and I were doing industrials and we wanted to do a feature and they're like, Oh, let's just knock this thing out fast. And, uh, then it ended up being, uh, $80,000 and a 13 day shoot. And, and, uh, it was $80,000. Wow. Did you see it? Oh yeah. yeah. We you, saw you, it. I know it looks like 800,000. <laughs> yeah, we saw it. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, especially cost? in the in 1800s. The <laughs> Wait, what do you um, think that's a billion cost? dollars today. <laughs> 80, the 80,000, uh, almost half of it was in film and processing. Oh, okay. okay. The rest uh, was Jack Sauer. <laughs> hey, when you put on the blue tights, man. Yeah. <laughs> he had a great agent. It's, it's, it's kind of like hazard pay. <laughs> so I've, ultimately I was, uh, you know, I had uh, wanted to do this. I was a circus clown. We were, uh, let's write something get it, you know, a line. And then, uh, the idea of imaginary friend that both kids had. So you had both kids had the same imaginary friend. And what does that mean? Nobody believes us. We have an imagination. So, uh, they went running around to find the quixotic medallion, which is what brings Rem Lazar back to life. Yes. Meanwhile, the evil Vorak played by Jack, who played that yourself played by my, my big head, uh, <laughs> was trying to stop them from finding it all the way. Okay, so back to like a little bit of more of the production side of it. I mean, first of all, that $80,000 price tag really shocked me. Second of all, the party clown, circus clown connection makes so much sense because in all of the musical group scenes that are happening like in Central Park and stuff, there's so many performers. There are like really good dancers. There's some people playing violin, people doing sort of gymnastics. Are these all people that you knew from the circus? No, I, I never did the circus. I did like uh, bar mitzvahs. So uh, you, I think we may have picked up a, a few people from bar mitzvahs. No, I, you know, we cast in the old fashioned way. We asked our friends, who do you know? Yes, he got the rapper mm -hmm. from a bar mitzvah. The yes. rapper was the bar mitzvah MC though. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Did you guys get permits? Like, I always wonder, did, were you guys out there illegally? Uh, did, oh. did anybody ever shut you down or were you out there? I mean, because, like, back, you had to shoot on film. So that requires a whole crew. You right. got to have, yeah. You had to... uh, yes, we were permitted. We were Screen Actors Guild compliant. Oh. Uh, so we, we did it the right way. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that's why your budget was 80000 right. I It makes me really respect, or not respect, but like appreciate that you can now do I mean, it probably is very you frustrating to you, respect. but that you can now shoot it on your iPhone and make a web series. You know what I mean? Right, it's right. like $2 now to make the same thing. But wait, I want to skip ahead to like the internet aspects. So I'd love to get a timeline in our heads. So this was, you said 87? It was released in 89. 89. It was filmed. And then when did you think, all right, that's done, that's dead. You know, the project was in the past. You never thought you'd hear from it again. Around what time do you think that was? Uh, 89. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, a couple of years later, I, you know, went on to my next project. So by the mid-90s, you were like, well, that's done in the water. Uh, no one's ever going to see Rem Lazar again. And then Blockbuster died and you were like, okay, that's every everyone who's ever going to see it is never going to see it now because there's no more Blockbuster. Pretty much. Well, yeah, that's, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Jack actually is the probably spent more time promoting it and hearing about people and getting the responses. I was kind of ready to sort of let it drop off my resume. Wow. How so, insulting. That, <laughs> that's a foolish move, Scott. That's a foolish okay. move. <laughs> so... When did you see it? Um, 
Jesus, you know, when was it reborn? When did the, was it Quixotic Medallion brought him back to life in real life? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right, all right, all right. The internet. That's what I'm going to call the internet from now on, the Quixotic Medallion. The Quixotic Medallion. Medallion. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into I'm gonna that. I'm going to log on to the Quixotic Medallion. <laughs> that actually is like way better. Uh-huh. My phone's not <laughs> getting any Quixotic Medallion here. Um, so, okay. Yeah, so Ebaum's World. 2010. Well, when I was going back and, and doing research on all of the uh, memes that were going on, I, I got hooked into the e-bomb thing, and then I started seeing more and more of the comments. And as I said, you know, the preponderance of the comments were pretty negative. But then some strange thing happened. I was at a screening in New York. It was about 2010, 2011, something like that. And I get a call out of the blue from a guy named Dino Petranus who was a huge fan of Rem Lazar, and he's calling me on my cell out of the blue, and he said, hey, man, can you talk to me about this film? I'm like going, what do you need to know? Hmm. And he said, well, did you know that it was going to be like so bizarrely artistic and weird? And I said, man, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. (laughs) We were just making a movie in New York, and we all totally forgot about it. He goes, well, I have to tell you, I rented out a theater in Los Angeles, 400 seats, and it's sold out. What, what like, year was this? You, are what you was fucking this? 2011, 2012, 2011? something okay. like that? Huh. And I said, are you fucking kidding? He goes, would you fly out for this? I go, would you fly me out for this? He goes, no. I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's making money off this. No. Yeah, exactly. Wait, but what was your reaction when you got that call that's like, oh, this movie you made at this point, like, what, nearly two decades ago? Ali, I began to think about, you know, internet, right? The Quixotic Medallion. The Quixotic Medallion. The resurrection, you know, the, yeah. the area where, you know, careers are reborn. And, you know, at this point, I, I had a very, very successful career. You know, I had Brothers McMullen, which won Best uh, you know, best Picture at Sundance. And, and that was soon after Rem Lazar, right? I mean, four or five years after, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, did anybody else in the cast find Rem Lazar and was like, Jack teasing you about the blue tights or anything? No, not at that point. Wow. And it wasn't until I did this very iconic Snickers commercial. It's a jingle where I sing and play the guitar that people started like recognizing <laughs> my voice and attaching it to Rem Lazar. And I started thinking, how are people like making the connection? And then I did more and more research online and saw that it was started to gain some popularity. And then, you know, the whole um, red letter media, best of the worst thing, really, really took off and had like close to 6 million hits. And I was like, going, okay, this is what I'm going to call Scott. Now, I believe that uh, found film footage found it earlier. Found footage festival. Yeah. And can yeah. you just yeah. explain that briefly for our listeners? Well, I, I do this, a show called the found footage festival. I find VHS tapes at thrift stores and garage sales all around the country. Like right now at thrift stores, they're just flooded with VHS. Everybody got rid of them and they're all a quarter. So my buddy, Nick and I, we buy them and oh my uh, God, we bring- wait, I've seen this show and it didn't, it didn't occur to me till this moment, even though I read it as we were preparing for the show that I've, I, I guess I've seen you do this show. Oh, we've been doing it for a long time. Like I've seen our, you do this show. Our entire career has been this. So yes, <laughs> wow. odds are everybody has seen the show. VCR party live. <laughs> it was so fun. I've seen this. Where'd you see it? Oh my God. Where'd you see the show? You travel, right? Yeah, all the time. We do like a hundred shows a year. It's I want, so I want to say actually that I saw it in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, we play San Francisco every year. Yeah. It was really fun. There were the most bizarre 
videos. Well, that's what we collect. We've been doing it. Nick, Nick, my buddy, and I, we've known each other since Wait, we were 10 years old. Wait, but now I need to sidetrack a okay. sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> and, then, okay. and then what happens? But there's like things between it, too. Like what happens between the VHS tapes? I need you to jog my memory because I saw this, but it was like pre-pandemic and time doesn't exist. Jack and Scott, you can, you guys can leave. We'll, we'll finish we up with you. We need to Jack. talk about this. Oh my Wait, God, what, you don't understand. Like I am a weirdo and this thing was so up my alley oh, like you you're, found you're the people. weirdest things yeah. that you oh, could yeah. and then like talked about them oh yeah we ha- we have this cult this vhs <laughs> cult and, and really like we don't normally dabble in movies it's mostly like training videos yes yes <laughs> yes there were, i feel like there was some aerobics in there there's always we always have an exercise video montage because like oh, back, back, in the, back in the 80s and 90s they were shitting out exercise videos at a furious pace like everybody <laughs> shat out exercise videos yeah. really when, when, when rem lazar came out we called that that year the golden age of video that's mm. when like home movie was like huge everybody could take it home now you could actually watch stuff yeah. in your house mm-hmm. and i think that's that was great for us i mean like anybody with an inkling of an idea like a half-baked idea you could get a video made because the technology was so cheap you know you weren't mm-hmm. sh- shooting on film anymore a lot of people were shooting on video our, our very first video for found footage festival was a mcdonald's training video <laughs> and, and mcdonald's is a multi-gazillion dollar corporation <laughs> and they made the shittiest video you've ever seen and, it, and they tried to have a plot and they tr- invented their own mythology <laughs> and it, it was basically like a rem lazar it was like they, they had this character named mcsee and if you saw mcsee you would be happy to clean the bathrooms or something like that it <laughs> It's bizarre. What do you mean, like Rem Lazar? It's, I tried to get it's great. I feel like, well, he's like a mystical creature. Like, uh, yeah, McSee is. We got to see this McDonald's train video. You have to see it. It's fantastic. I can't wait to watch this with Allie. <laughs> so you broke the mold, moved away from exercise footage and training videos, and put Rem Lazar in your festival. And what was the reaction to it there? Oh, well, I mean, uh, I, I told you, like, when, when we first. <laughs> watched it like we didn't normally we don't do movies we honestly we don't do movies because there are other entities that do movies you know and, and bring back movies and we, we saw this and we're like oh the pe- people have to see this and uh we, yeah we put it into a montage and people were like what what is that particular one with the guy with the blue hair what's that one in what particular with the singing and the dancing and the kids and the what uh, clip did you put in did you put in rem lazar oh. yes yes the opener the opener it's so Catchy. I literally can't get it out of my head. That song, seriously, I, no. it took off, that song. Uh, and I think that was the Ebams world that started that. Yes. Um, one thing I, I got, as we're talking about the uh, Rem Lazar's uh, popularity, I've been getting emails throughout the years or before they had emails of people saying, you know, I watched this thing when I was a kid with my brother and I watched it over and over. And I think that's a big part of it, what it was, uh, is that people tended to either remember it and remember it fondly as a kid and then that kind of uh energy continued to grow and we started to have um people calling us because they love the people calling us because (laughs) they got the film um i'm not a very dark guy i've tried making horror films in the past and not so great so i end up doing things that uh seem like they're canadian or uh, a religious movie (laughs) yeah it's because the level of earnest and wholesome is at a hundred on in this movie (laughs) it really is except for the little boy who's mildly misogynistic at the beginning and she has to like do her tiny feminist act yes yes. yes yeah 
why didn't you go braid your hair or something? Yeah. Yeah. He like doesn't want to be seen near her, but he's like eight. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I can't exactly. be friends with you. You're a girl. And she's like, you're afraid of everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You need me. Okay. So tell us more about this underground strange rebirth so it's in ebaum's world you said it got six million views and then no, it's not in on the- ebaum's world that was red letter media red letter that, okay that does okay. this thing you know periodically called the best of the worst where they take three vhs tapes and they review them and they proceed to get more and more drunk and then by the end of the hour they're really bombed and they just decide that they absolutely love rem lazar Hmm. Well, that got six million hits, and my wow. star meter like jumped up to like three thousand. If you know what that means, then you know what that means. Wait, and, explain it for those who don't. <laughs> well, the star meter is something on IMDb, and you know, if you are around a hundred thousand, that means people are looking at you. You kind of have a career, and mine usually hovers around twenty-five, thirty thousand. This one shot up to like three thousand at one point and i was like going what the hell is going on and then i started same thing with with the actual movie <laughs> and then i started getting um emails from ever hey have you seen this have you seen this and, and boom there it was and so i was watching this and scott had seen this before i did and he thought that i would be insulted so he didn't he didn't contact me so i i called him and i said hey man have you seen this he goes actually i have and you know i said well what do you think and he's like, the cat's yeah, the I, don't, I, I don't know, <laughs> man. I said, dude, we have to start thinking about digitizing this. Tell me you have the master. And he's yeah. like, yeah, somewhere in a basement and a storage bin somewhere. I don't know. Wow. It was a storage facility. And we went through it because we were getting so many requests for it. And honestly, I think that uh, uh, I don't want to get back to found footage festival and derail us. But I think that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> Um, Basically, wow. you guys are like Kate Bush and running up that hill. Running yeah. up that I'm hill. I'm sorry, exactly. Allie, I'm so totally. sorry. We cannot allow running up that hill and the theme for Rem Lazar to be equated. <laughs> That's that hurts fair. my That's heart. Very <laughs> running up that hill is a legit bop. The it's life <laughs> And Rem Lazar is its own thing. Its own entity. But it's it's the same as like Kate Bush is the best of the best. This is the best of the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's more closely related to The Room and how yes. people are right. obsessed mm-hmm. with that movie. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get that vibe yeah, from yeah, it? That yeah, people... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that was the thing. And, and you know, Joe and, and his partner, Nick Pruer, who do this thing called VCR Party Live, invited me on their show. They had their detective, George Passels, uh, to like track me down and said, hey, would you do an interview? And literally it was like the day before the panic, I mean, the pandemic. Wow. Right? And mm. the world shut down. Yeah. And it was so much fun being with these guys. And I go into their, into, into their space and there's tens of thousands of VHS tapes. And we just had the best time doing this interview. And I have subsequently done another interview with them, which has been great. A, a lot of the times we'll track down people in these videos. Like, have you seen Jack Rebney, the angry RV salesman? Yes. Uh, yeah. No. So that, that's like a guy. Oh, yes. Look him up. Look up Jack Rebney, the angry RV salesman. It's all yeah. outtakes from this promotional video. It's hilarious. And, <laughs> and we always track people down. And we always think that they're going to be mad that we're playing the videos. But nine times out of ten, they're happy that we're playing the videos. And Jack was such a good sport. That. He came on the show and we, we got him a blue wig 
and he wore it, <laughs> and we, we created, we reenacted some Rem Lazar scenes, and just it was so fun. Did you also have to yeah. like relearn it because it was so long ago? No, not at all. I mean, it's like yeah. riding a bike. Yeah. No, I I see video footage of shows I've done years ago, and I'm like, I don't know what that bitch is gonna do next. <laughs> I've done cabaret two times, and I can't remember anything. Well, no, I mean we, we did it as a bit. I mean we we Nick yeah. and I brought uh, Rem Lazar to life. That's how we introduced him. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you have a clay version of him? Well, we, we, I think we got like a mop and like a, a bucket, and yeah, and then we. But yeah, then we did that. You, know, you remember when the kids are like? It almost looks like they're suckling uh, oh, on oh Rem Lazar. I mean, oh I don't remember that. But, but yeah. we need we need to we need to um, get back on track because the listeners haven't seen it and they're not going to know what we're talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the spoilers. These are all spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so yes. you guys. So then you digitized it yeah so i digitally restored it and as much as we could because it was a, it was shot on film but we only had one inch uh which back in the day it was the for, standard format uh and we up it because what people had online were clips and they had if they had the whole movie it was from downloads of downloads so it looked like absolute garbage mm. um and we thought okay let's do this thing actually say jack thought of this because Jack hammered him. I actually called um, Jack and said, Jack, I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, this is, and he, he kept saying, no, no, that'd be great. And he also said, how are we going to make so much money? And that's probably what got me. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about its life throughout the Quixotic Medallion, AKA the internet, because there are people that you said, you know, like you said, people have memories of this or fond nostalgic connections. But I think there are also people who are too young to have nostalgic connections to it who are obsessed with it, like people quoting it on their Twitch streams, people using it as like shorthand for things, kind of how we're using it as Quixotic Medallion. But that's happening. Right. What do you know of that level of Internet uh, connectivity to the to the show? Well, we also have to give credit to Vinny Vine Sauce um, because um, he as well encouraged doing all these memes and he brought it in with Esword on Run Led Media. He, that's not where he first found it. He found it because people were modding Remozar into their games um, as a character. Whoa. Although in this case, he was... He was into like rough. wrestling intros and everything. I mean, oh, there's wow. something you have to look... Wait, look what do you up. mean? They were taking the character and putting it in intros? Yes. They were putting it in their yes. own video games. And they were making, having making an entrance into a wrestling like, ring and just mm. like, you know, preening and being like so Remozar fabulous. would be a great wrestler, actually. That's a yeah. great wrestler persona. He could, oh use, God, uh, yes. peace. He could use love as his yes. uh, weapon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's exactly. really sweet. He would Isn't get sweet? one yeah. season. Serious Harry. No, <laughs> fighting that's, like, for that's love. Harry Potter. That's Harry Potter. Okay, so we you talked about Vinny Vinesauce, who I think is the Twitch streamer who most references Rem Lazar. And yes. also ta- putting Rem Lazar into some video games. Have you seen any of those video games or been invited to any of these l- Twitch live streams to sort of talk about your experience with the film? I've seen uh, the uh, videos that people picked up and that Vinny put out. Mm. I didn't know. I mean, I really didn't know. I didn't know. He, he, you know, it's funny because he would say, anytime the word high or higher came up, I ended up, uh, that song came up. Um, but he, he was just a, a great guy. And he and Red Letter Media and, of course, Found Footage Festival. Did I say it right? Yep. Uh, Nailed it. You know, those guys just 
went to town on it. They had a great time. And because of it, if you check Remozar and look at images, you will find a ton of memes. What are some of your favorite Rem Lazar memes. Uh, there was all over the place. There was anime versions. There was Remy Lazar, which is a woman's version. There's some cosplay uh, going on in there. Samurai Rem. <laughs> there's also an action figure that somebody made. There's a uh, mm-hmm. there's a sort of Gumbyish version of Rem Lazar. There's so people. Are, there's amazing artists out there, and the best ones uh, really rose to the top. There's a Mario Brothers version. There's like so. Many. There's Rem uh, trapped in a video cassette. Yeah, that is. A wow. Real yeah, very imaginative. Very imaginative people. It's amazing. And, you know, um, and that honestly makes me really proud, personally. I, I Look, I'm proud of the movie now. I, You know, I recognize place and time. I was 23. I didn't have kids yet, so I didn't realize there was a difference between songs for three-year-olds and 12-year-olds, uh, which really shows in the film. Now I kind of got that. You know, blues Clues, one thing. Uh, one Direction, a whole different thing. You know, you asked earlier about uh, why is it resonating, and I always thought that it was the music. And after meeting Scott initially, um, we went to see Mark, Mark Millet, the composer, and Mark and I, because I am a singer and a songwriter, and I did that long before I was ever an actor, Mark and I completely bonded over this music. And I believe that we uh, recorded the entire soundtrack in one day. Your part. My part, yes. Mm-hmm. No, Mark worked his butt off. In this yeah, he worked his ass off. And uh, much credit goes to Mark. And, you know, we wrote the lyrics together back and forth. And so it really became, you know, a, a living part of the script. Yeah. And I, you know, part of it, honestly, I don't, I don't want to kiss his ass, but you got to hear Jack sing. I mean, this guy, sometimes I say, you know, uh, Jack did his job, Mark did his job. Some of the cringy stuff I decided that I would. Uh, deliver. I just didn't know I was doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say, I think one reason that it it resonates with with younger people who weren't alive during this time is because, I don't know, there's like everybody's self-aware now. Everybody is so self-aware of like, you know, being being cringe or like whatever. But like back then, (laughs) we were just excited to get on TV, you know, like in the 80s, like if you watch like old sport, like if a camera was on a person at a sports game, they'd be like, hi, mom, look at me. I'm on TV. Like they were so excited to be on TV. And now we're always on TV. We're always on (laughs) camera and everybody's very much self-aware of themselves. But back then there was this naiveness, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, yeah, that that's that's refreshing. I know quite a few people who lack all self-awareness, but I yes. like your hot take. I, yes. <laughs> those, are, those are my favorite people, too. They're, they're few and far between now. Everybody used to be that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 The, now everybody is self-referential and not self-aware. It's like they're talking about their self, but they can't figure out how badly they're relating to everyone else. Maybe that. Yeah. Maybe that's how it's changed, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, one of the things that we've discovered was if you looked at that scores, the Amazon score, whatever, we need to get a one or a ten. Very, very rarely anything between <laughs> polarizing. Oh. Oh, funny. I get what, that. As someone who didn't watch it growing up or find it at the blockbuster in the nineties, I was like, it, it really did take me two watches to be like, oh wait, this is ridiculous, <laughs> and I love it because the first I time it. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, what? <laughs> the first time oh. you're just like, what the fuck oh. is happening? Yeah. yeah, and then the second time you're like, Rem Lazar, and you're just jamming out, and you're like, these, I love it, you know? And so I see how 
so that's the kind of thing that you need to have a cult following like people to be like did i love it or hate it and then i have to watch it again to know sort of thing and kids watched it again i just i'm so fascinated with this little pocket of nostalgia of like mom can we go to blockbuster oh they don't have the little mermaid i guess i'll get this thing and then they watch it <laughs> 60 times and yes. that's their childhood yes you can never do that again you that that will never happen in time again. will never happen yeah it's like you do go on purpose to get something you 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 go to blockbuster to get something and then they don't have it yeah. and then you're just wandering around being like well i gotta get something or my mom's gonna leave without <laughs> me get getting something. anything <laughs> and so now you, uh, i have to pay about six hundred dollars if you want one of the original vehicles yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah. Oh, eBay. wow. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> 600 bucks on eBay. Damn. What? If I sold a few of them, I'd have our budget. <laughs> wow. But we didn't have any of them. I, I didn't even have one. Wait, so, but have you guys now made money off this? Like, how did this, like, in, like, in a second round in the 2010s till now? I would say that it, we were surprised how well it sold. So you sold these these digitized copies and downloads. Yeah. By the way, people can get it at foundfootagefest.com. That's where we're, we're the <laughs> distributors of this. We don't normally distribute stuff, but we will distribute Rem Lazar. Absolutely. Uh, wow, yeah, you can get that. This is an honor. No, but, but uh, Scott, I remember you were yeah. actually really Scott. You were really uh, concerned. You're like, I don't know who's going to actually buy this, and then all of a sudden we. we <laughs> Opened up the sales and it's just like from all over the world. Actually, wow. like there's, wow. I, I just mailed one to Belgium the other day. I was like, how the hell did somebody in Belgium <laughs> see this movie? Uh, Can we ask roughly how many you've sold? A billion. No, I mean, come, uh, I would, I would That's say insider uh, information. I would say thousands. Okay, yeah. I'm just so curious, far. like how big <clears throat> this reaches. You know, we we were also uh, going to have potentially a set of screenings uh, together. So that we can really bring it because they, uh, if you go to the disc, there's a sing along, there's all sorts <laughs> of fun things to do. Wow. And it is like we, we had a screening for the, for the, premiere of the the blu-ray two and, sold out uh, screenings yeah wait, but here's the thing everybody's only watched this movie in their house by themselves right. and not with mm-hmm. a group and when you watch it with a group something magical on happens. a big yeah, screen this is like a weird rocky horror situation yeah mm-hmm. what are what's mm-hmm. the scene where people are throwing stuff at the screen what do you think that's going to be well that's what we have to, to develop, develop the like, we've only had two screenings at a at an alamo draft house now we have to yeah de- that's only mm-hmm. when vorak comes on the screen they throw right How has the rest of the cast reacted to this? Uh, Jonathan, who played Zach, is in love with it. He's almost as sweet as the real Zach. And his today. kids love it. Uh, although I don't think he pulls girls' ponytails anymore. Wait, 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 this is the, just for our listeners. This is the little boy. The little boy. It. There's yeah. a little boy and a little girl, and they mm-hmm. are devout Rem Lazar followers. So, and okay, so he loves it. He plays a little boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every Kathy Gotti who played the mom uh, was uh, in love with it. I mean, she's in the yeah. behind the scenes piece. By the way, did you watch the behind the scenes piece? No. I think she was, yeah, the, I watched the making yeah. of. Oh, yeah. right. oh, I messed up. I just watched the film. Yeah. You see, the thing about it is because I had a uh, video company at the time, we shot behind the scenes, which was very unusual for the time. So you can really see, and then you'll say, oh, I see why it cost $80,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm also, I also take for granted that like back in the day, that was, you know, you had to 
probably have all these expensive cameras. And and you can really get a sense of how much of a diva I was back then. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, was, he was a silly diva. He would basically make diva. believe yeah. he was a diva. Yeah. 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 And that also translated to sometimes of being a real diva. <laughs> Jack, you had a funny story about the uh, the tights that you had to wear. I think that's I think that's worth Uh-oh. telling. Oh, well, um, people are going to have to see it so uh, <laughs> to believe it. Uh, but there was at one at one point, Scott uh, Scott will give you his version of it as well. I'll try and make it very brief. So our very first shot in Central Park, I put on the tights with just like some of my tidy whiteies, and there it was. And I see everybody <laughs> yes. hovered around, you know, a camera discussing things, and then they walk up to me and go, "We got to get you a dance belt." And I go, "What the fuck's a dance belt?" <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We still couldn't cut it out 100%. We worked very hard. There was a, uh, a dance skin, I believe, shop on 72nd Street, and they got back. I know the an shop. Hour. Yes, yeah. right there. And they got me a it's dance been, no, no, there's a dance skin. It's uh, been there forever. Yes, I don't know if it's still there, but it was there forever the and ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so they came back about, I don't know, 45 minutes later. I go into the van, change, and everything was fine. However, there is a, some stuff that still made the cut, <laughs> and you can tell that the I am cut. a Christian. I am a I am a Christian kid. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's just bragging about his big. Well, yeah. Wow! And he was so proud I of it, man. I thought this film was for kids. It, exactly. <laughs> you got to teach them young, Lindsay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wowie, wowie! I love a good dick story. Thank you, thank you. Love them all. Love them all. They're all great in their own way. Okay, uh, you know, and it's good for the listeners because you haven't seen the movie but you're all right. welcome to try to imagine what a large penis in purple tights looks like imagine. now you're welcome yes. huge, 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 huge someone i don't know say. who but someone said it really was after Allie goes, <laughs> it was the biggest penis i've ever seen it really was <laughs> thank you absolutely well i'm glad we cleared that up we can go now no okay so what is the future of this weird renaissance. What do you guys think is next for Rem Lazar? Look, I, I had to decide to embrace it. And now that we did it again, I love it again. <laughs> Why were you so reluctant? Yeah. Yeah. That story, like, so. This, is a, this is a work of art. I, I never understand why, like, why you were so embarrassed of this movie. I mean, it's, I think it's a work of art. I think it's fantastic. Well, I didn't know that, yeah. that until until this interview. It's like reading your old journals. True. Al- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Okay. One day I'm going to go back and listen to this podcast and be like, "That's what I was doing." Even now, I've listened to old episodes sometimes, and I'm like talking about some date I went on, and I'm like, "No idea who that dude was at all. Can't recall." But yeah. um, <laughs> it was Rem Lazar. He was yeah, no Rem Lazar. Yeah, it was Rem Lazar. You're saying Allie's dates are imaginary? Yeah, they yeah. are. They might as well be. That would be a better use of my time. Uh, okay. <laughs> So what is the future of Rem Lazar and where can people find it? Uh, well, I, I want to do a live show. I want to do a live tour. And Scott, I know you want to do it. And Jake, you want to do it because this movie has to be seen with an audience. That's the best way <laughs> to watch this thing. So we're, we're planning that for the spring. But for now, you can buy the Blu-ray and DVD at foundfootagefest.com. Uh, you can get a digital download there. I think we're going to put it out on VHS pretty soon. We're going to have a, a limited VHS run. <laughs> so yeah, get that. Wow. Uh, that'll be up mm-hmm. as God intended. Amazing. Amazing. So as we head out, it was so lovely hanging out with you three weirdos. But I'm wondering <laughs> if, you know, Jack, 
If you yes. could sing any part of your favorite Rem Lazar song, just to get us all in a very wholesome mood as okay. we end. Okay. And we'll all be thinking about your penis as you do it. <laughs> well, I never then, stopped, well, frankly. Then, yeah. Well, then you must reach with your heart. So <laughs> reach with your heart, my little one. Beyond every night you will find the sun. Life is a wonder and it's just begun to find the love in you. Oh man, I'm crying. Wow, that was beautiful. Uh, that was so beautiful, I almost didn't think about a penis. You almost didn't think. Almost. Almost. I cannot imagine how fun that screening is going to be. Because as someone who's done these weird screenings, have you ever been to a screening of The Room, Allie? No. Well, I mean, you've been to Rocky Horror, right? Yes. Okay. So Rocky Horror is actually like a great film filled with excellent like performers. <laughs> the room is not that. Okay. And Rem Lazar is somewhere in between that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but people are obsessed with like the things that they know about the movie, about all of the movies. So I think that when Rem Lazar gets a big, big following, people will be obsessed with the things that are terrible and the things that are like actually sweet. Right. And they'll create their own traditions around how it's watched and what you do at different moments and everything. And we will create our own tradition. I think we should make a, a quixotic medallion and wear it <laughs> to the screening. Listen, I'm on the quixotic medallion right now, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely go with you. And it's so funny that I like didn't put it together and then remembered in the moment that I'd been to that festival, which I will totally go back to. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's such a funny internet thing, right? That it's, <laughs> that this VHS was rediscovered and then gained new life and is in all these memes and Twitch streamers are using it. And it's really pretty wild. Yeah, it it's, Kind of amazing. And I mean, Allie, you and I hadn't watched it until we watched it preparing for this podcast. Mm -hmm. But I wonder if anybody, any listeners have memories of renting it from Blockbuster or seeing it as a child and have any nostalgic ties to Rem Lazar. I would be very curious if anybody has like a personal connection to it in that way. Well, if you do, you can pop into our Discord, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Uh, you can also chat about it on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, Two Girls, One Podcast. You can email us, 2G1Podcast at gmail.com. You can sing us a song from the movie that you love on our <laughs> voicemail. The number for that is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6548. And please, 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 this has nothing to do with you sharing your thoughts, but you can share your money at patreon.com slash 2G1P. I know inflation is sky high, but even a dollar would help. I love it. Thank you all so much. Heart your faces and talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.